This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Last week, President Cyril Ramaphosa vacated his position as chairman of the African Union. He handed over the baton to President Felix Chidikedi of the Democratic Republic of Congo. In a statement following its 34th ordinary session, the AU reaffirmed the continent's support for the Palestinian struggle. A friend of mine from another African country expressed his frustration, noting that there had been a civil war in Cameroon for the past five years, a civil war in North Mali for four years, rebels who killed Gaddafi are hiding in the Sahel region, and Ethiopia and Eritrea are still at war. I talk now to Mport Seda, who is the founder and director of the Institute of Foreign Affairs, to find out what we can expect with this change of leadership and whether the focus of the AU is where it should be. Import, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Sherry's, and uh, greetings to your listeners. Import, the media focused very much on the, um, the AU's reaffirmation of Palestinian support. Did anything else come out of that meeting? Well, um, firstly, yes, they they re-elected uh, uh, Mohammed. Um, while well, he's effectively unopposed, um, but also they elected President uh, Felix Tshisekedi of the DRC as um, uh, the current head, now succeeding uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, and uh, he has laid out his priorities um, as chairperson of the AU uh, for the next 12 months. A very ambitious wish list, uh, which I really don't think uh, will be uh, achieved at all. Uh, firstly, I mean, on top, uh, he identifies silencing the guns in Africa as one of his priority areas. We know that that has failed. It was supposed to have been in 2020. It has now been moved to uh, 2030. Uh, and the evaluation of progress in that regard is only going to be done in two years' time. So that's the first failure there. The implementation of the Africa Free uh, 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 Trade Agreement and the African Commodities Strategy is one of his priority areas. Uh, well, uh, with the uh, COVID-19 uh regulations in various countries being the stumbling block, I also don't see that happening. The construction of the Inga, uh, Grand Inga Hydropower Project, a project that started in 1972, um, and of course the second phase was in 1982, but currently um, with a bill of $80 billion, where, uh, where are they going to get it from? They need to just really be realistic and look at uh, how they can bring in fellow African uh, invest, investors, uh, I mean, countries like South Africa, through um, institutions such as the PIC, and actually put in money uh, to uh, to see the construction of this Inga project, um, you know, to at least to a uh, reasonably uh, fair start. Um I also see challenges there. Fight against COVID-19. That's not up to him. Um, we know the the politics that have been going on uh, on the continent. 
development of Africa's human capital, fine, it's a good wish. Promotion of Africa's cultural heritage, another good wish. And we know that 2021 has been declared, uh, you know, the year of uh, um, arts and culture by the African Union. Now, the promotion of zero tolerance for gender-based violence, gender parity in the AU and in member states. I mean, he comes in at a time when uh, the very same Faki Muhammad is being accused of gender-based, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, cases or matters within the AU itself. Now, the other point is the promotion of African cultural heritage. And we know that um, this year, 2021, has been declared the year of arts and culture by the African Union. Therefore, this becomes one of the most important tasks that he would have to uh, engage in. Then the second, I mean, the other point uh, is the promotion of zero tolerance for gender-based violence, gender parity in the AU and in member states. Now, we all know that um, Musa Faki Mohammed, uh, second term, uh, as, as chairperson of the AU commission, happens at a time when he himself is being accused of gender-based violence within the AU. So it's, it will be a test for the chairpersonship of uh, President um, Felix uh, Chisekedi to see how he deals with that matter. We know that he was, um, Mr. Mohammed, Mohammed was uh, elected uh, unopposed, effectively. Uh, so which means he's very popular. So it will test uh, President Chisekedi's leadership there. And then um, another priority, they say, is to lay the groundwork for the African Humanitarian Agency and advocate on behalf of migrants, refugees, and internally displaced persons. Um, it's uh, that that's one of the uh, very challenging issues uh, because President Chisagiri presides over a country that has lots of uh, internally displaced uh, people. So if he's failing to deal with it within the DRC itself, what is going to happen? And the fight for climate change, hmm, uh, let's hope uh, it, it will be a, a, a realizable um, uh, dream. But I honestly don't think that the, the priorities of the chair of the AU are achievable. And I'm not trying to uh, put, pull him down or um, be a prophet of doom, but I just think that it is not possible um, at this rate. Um, and in fact, it is very sarcastic, uh, 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 ironic rather, that the DRC is given the chairpersonship of the African Union, whilst it, I mean, the regions of Ituri, North Kivu, South Kivu, they're still Violence. The United Nations last year had already confirmed that over 1,300 civilians were killed in the DRC violence, and half a million people have, had already fled. And in about, that was in a period of about eight months. So what is the president going to do on the continent? Your friend was very righteous to say, Mozambique. Um, you have Chad. Chad is not as peaceful as people are claiming. Uh, Nigeria itself, uh, Cameroon. Um, you know, the, the, the horn, uh, there's, there's just so much. And this is the same African Union which didn't say a word about the results of the sham elections in Uganda. So can we really be optimistic? I don't think so.
Okay, Ampo, you've expressed the wish list, you've expressed skepticism about it, you've even expressed a little bit of concern around President um, Chisikedi himself. Do you think it matters who the president is, whether it was, I mean, what would impact positively on the AU? Yes, it does matter who the president is, uh, because, look, right now, um, as uh, President Ramaphosa uh, was giving uh, or handing over the baton, um, he presented uh, a report which outlines that he has made some inroads in securing uh, funding for, for instance, the uh, COVID-19 related uh, rollout programs on the continent. Um, those type of uh, fundings require, uh, you know, some some serious uh, reputation within the, uh, the, the the world economic uh, circles. So a person like President uh, Ramaphosa would have been uh, more uh, at at ease and at home, really to to go around looking or sourcing funds for such a program. Um, th- this is also one of those summits where, uh, remember, President uh, Joe Biden of the USA uh, sent a video message, his first address to the outside world or to an outside uh, multilateral body um, was to the African Union. So it does matter uh, as to who... Uh, is at the helm. Who are they going to, who do they want to deal with? Um, so in this case, I think, uh, President Chisakedi has a lot more domestically to deal with than he would be able to achieve anything on the continent. I mean, the man has just gotten the speaker and the prime ministers fired, uh, in, in the DRC. Um, he is busy with the, uh, uh, trying to reconfigure the domestic politics of the DRC, where the ghost of former President Joseph Kabila still hangs, uh, you know, just on the horizon. So for me, I really don't think he will have time. He's got too much happening domestically to really be worried about what is happening on the continent. And Paul, in the last remaining two minutes, um, can I ask you specifically, whether you as an individual, as a black South African at a time when hashtag Black Lives Matter, feel frustrated that the only media reports that I saw around the AU were around the Palestinian issue? No, look, I'm not surprised. Um, uh, remember, um, the one of the, the best strategies the uh, Palestinian um, uh, uh, fellows have been able to use is to uh, p- push the international solidarity uh, angle of their struggle. So it, it really doesn't come as a surprise uh, that the, the AU has been uh, able to come up with a pronouncement on uh, the issues between Israel and uh, uh, Palestine. What is a shocker for me is um, this so-called united voice um, that emerges out of the African Union. Uh, my my view is that those are just a bunch of hypocrites 
um, uh, leaders who, who really uh, will sing um, for the purposes of uh, looking good uh, with, it, with with their uh, or amongst their partners uh, or amongst their fellow member states, whereas. In fact, they know what uh, they will do for their, um, you know, individual states. I mean, you have countries there that have already normalized relations with Israel that are members of the African Union um, that are said to be, uh, you know, in full support of this um, uh, pronouncement on Israel and Palestine. So, um, for me, they really behave like school, high school kids. Uh, peer pressure, not so much able to um, pursue their independent uh, vision or wishes, yet outside the African Union, they are able to do what they think is in their best interest. Like I've said, the normalization of relations that followed the adoption of the, the Abraham uh, Accords um, is, uh, is a point uh, worth uh, noting that there's a lot of um, African states that are going that route. And perhaps, for me, the African Union should have been positioning themselves as peace brokers, um, realizing that even a country like South Africa had even offered the USA when uh, January 6th happened at Capitol Hill, uh, that they are willing to teach them a few uh, things about democracy and transition. Um, the AU should... Uh, be able to to position Africa as a peace broker or at least some of its member states as peace brokers for the um, Middle East impasse. And Paul, thank you so much for joining me and providing insight and uh, such a frank analysis. That was Paul Tzedo, the founder and director of the Institute of Foreign Affairs. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.